The following episode has spoilers deeply about Fire Emblem Three Houses, Halfway Through Three Hopes, and the Death Note series and movie franchise. You can skip to the 47-minute part. Just about there. clap yes i did that means i clapped at the same okay. time okay <laughs> okay that means we did it perfect we did it perfect for the first time ever it's no, the we one did, and we, we did it last week perfectly and kill said the exact same thing he was like did you clap i go no this is what it's supposed to sound like when we're on time <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what a synced audio track is like oh no hello everybody and welcome to the potosaurus i am your host today Timber Taft, alongside our beloved co-host, Ken. Hello. 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 Don't ask questions about why I referred to myself in the third person. We're, or actually, no, it was the royal we. The royal, the royal we. we. <laughs> is, that, is that a we? Is today, that Ken? a Nintendo Wii owned by the Queen of England? <laughs> It's plated in gold and silver. <laughs> gold and silver. <laughs> the sil- silver Wii remotes that make it ten times heavier than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Queen's just like, I would use the Wii if only it wasn't so heavy. <laughs> I get to exercise by playing Wii sports. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging the damn thing around. Oh, they're like, don't worry, we got the royal switch with uh, the royal ring fit uh circle it's like literally just a, a a hula hoop made of gold how 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 are you doing today ken <laughs> i'm i'm all right i am enjoying life i'm going to be m- manager in charge tomorrow so if there's any problems oh. that happen i got to deal with it what fun you're the boss yeah i'm the boss Whoa! You're the big boss. <laughs> that I'm, I'm the boss. I'm, I'm, I'm punished. I'm punished, boss. You, you what? I'm punished. I'm punished. I'm punished, boss. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I get the 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 sand outside the dirt outside of my office and just smear it on my face. <laughs> exactly. But, no, I'm alright. I've been just, uh, playing a lot of, uh, the Switch. I played so much of the Switch, I, like, realized how bad the battery is. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I would have that realization if I ever played it in undocked mode, but um, I don't. So yeah, it's well, battery life's pretty I, I good like, for me. I like I like playing it at in the bed. Yeah, I, I won't hold. I'm not gonna ever hold it against people. It's just I have I have I just have a really weird aversion to mm. handheld. Mm -mm -mm. I think it's because I think it was like some trauma that I had from when I was a kid because I would play. Whenever I had that, I would play it exclusively in the back seat of a car going to, like, school or something. Yeah. And it would be a Game Boy Color. So there'd be no backlight. Uh, it was really tinny audio that I didn't have headphones, so I was just listening to it through the built-in speaker, which, as we all know, was actual garbage. And this whole time, it's on a tiny screen that's, like, about the size of my hand. Uh, my child hand. So... I'm sitting there squinting at this thing. Literally, we while have being phones jerked. that that have better screens and bigger screens than that yeah. original game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just sitting there trying to focus on my game while getting jerked back and forth in the car. I guarantee that you. That sounds so bad out of I... context. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you better believe that I was feeling pretty pretty sick when I finally got the finally got to school, just like car sick from from like trying really hard to look straight at this thing and not and, and not you know try, try and ignore the building motion sickness that was in my gut um i actually learned in the past week uh, i had gone to a carnival that was in town and uh, i i became reacquainted with the physical limits of my human body uh, before I go any further in that, have you ever been to a carnival, Ken? I'm gonna ask the dumb question here. No. Well, it's a it's a good question you, to ask because we don't have carnivals. <laughs> it's not you like, don't have any nothing like cotton candy. And we have popcorn like, a, like and, a state fair, but that that's the closest thing to a carnival. But it's not like I mean, like it has like a like a amusement park kind of feel. But that's only during the gotcha. summer. I mean, it's that's, only, that's... that's only during like the first like month of summer. They already they already turned it toward down for the year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the same way here. Honestly, like they call it a carnival, but it's the summer fest carnival, which I think is probably the same deal. But they have like a whole bunch of rides, right? And yeah. um, I remember the last time I was at some kind of big carnival fair festival i was able to go on basically everything that they had there um and the only the only the only limit for me the only the, the sky that was the limiting factor were steel coasters that do like corkscrew stuff yeah. not because it was too fast or scary but because the it's, act of being swung upside down like it's just literally so rickety back <laughs> yeah like it's just so painful like those g-forces don't work for me they're not enjoyable they're just painful it's just old man um <laughs> But um, this time around, though, uh, I was really shocked because, like, I went on the roller coaster and I was like, oh, that was fun. It was like a little baby coaster, but it had enough, like, kind of bunny hill moments that you still fit, felt the pit in the stomach effect. So I was like, oh, neat. But, uh, and then I did the, the one where you're, like, on a plane and it flies you around in the air. It's like, wow, all right, we're flying. I'm in. I'm in the sky. I, I hit my mic trying to like physically gesture. <laughs> just the thing. <laughs> I was like, if you guys could just look at me right now, it was like this. Um, but 
then after this plane ride, I was like, I was re- raring to go, and I was like, okay, we're gonna do one more baby ride, and then we're gonna finally do the big one, which was this um, vertical spinning thing. I don't even know what you would call it, but it's like, it's like a regular carousel, but the things that you get in are cages, and they will rotate in place. Oh, um, while the, the bigger things moving. The zipper, yeah. Um, so I was, I was like, we're gonna do the zipper next, but we're gonna do this one first. And this one was the, um, the, I don't, is it the Tilt-A-Whirl? It's like the Spinny Cup ride at Disney, right? But this one, something about it, maybe the the ride at Disney is the same, but this one was incredibly intense. I got in, it's this cup that you sit in, which you can slide in because, like, there's nothing really keeping you from moving along this bench. And while you're in it, it's the cup is spinning but not only is the cup spinning the cup is on a plate that is spinning a separate direction and this plate in turn is on a you know a a bigger whirly plate that's like the whole ride which will just tilt every so often so you're basically you're being tilted and spun and spun in the opposite direction of the direction that everything else is spinning it's the first time in my life where I was partway through a ride going, this thing is going to make me puke. I am actually going to get sick on this ride. Um, I managed to get away at, at the end of the ride without like actually getting ill, but after finishing that ride, I was like, that never happened to me before. I think I'm finally at the point where even the baby rides affect me. <laughs> so, so that was my time at the carnival. Um, I don't know how you typically fare at that kind of thing, though. Like, were you ever big into the rides, or were you kind of like, I'm good with the, I, I'm good with the little. Uh, well, the thing gosh, is, what do they call it? The thing is, I haven't been the on a car like like those carnival rides in like since high school. <laughs> so literally, I've been throughout half my life without been going on those rides, except the rides at Disneyland. But that's kind of a little bit more uh, different, uh, different than the the carnival like rides. Yeah, I think you're right because the Disney. Well, they, they have some intense ones at Disney too. Yeah, it's I not mean, like they're all baby rides. It's, it's but... only the, the 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 screaming jet coaster one in California Adventure. That's the only one that I I think of of uh, intensity so to speak. Well, they have the space, not the space needle, but there's like a space... Space mountain? Something that I know, like... Space mountain, yeah, people say that one's pretty rough. <laughs> but, the thing is, roller coasters don't bother me. Like, again, in this one, the little roller coaster I wrote yeah, on roller, here, yeah, pretty roller good. Coaster, roller coasters don't bother me. I don't... And I think, like, the zipper, the zipper would be one that I used to be scared of, mostly because... You know, you're just literally just zigging and zagging around because the, how they operate the thing, just gravity just takes effect of where you're falling backwards. Yeah, or the forward. whole time. <laughs> my my after the spinny thing, after the tilt a whirl, my concern if I got on the zipper was that that would make me puke because I was like, I don't think I can handle more spinning. Yeah, I was just at that point in my yeah. day where I was like, no more spinning, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I've. Uh, oh. I love the little Sphinx ride that they have. If I don't know if you guys have that. Sphinx ride. Uh, it's it's like a boat ride where it just swings back and forth violently. Oh man, you like that one? I love those. Ooh. Ones. 
I used to when I was a kid. I loved that one. Yes, as an adult, like, 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 like I said, when I, when I was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... As yes, yes. Um, the pendulum freaking sucks as an adult. That has so much, like that just has so much of that. Like, like you're G-force. gonna feel sick thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's the G force, but it's just like the momentum like forward and then backward. You're just like shaking the inside of your stomach the entire time. Yeah. It's like you're turning yourself into a smoothie. Yeah, so I haven't um I haven't been on like those intense like carnival rides in like a a, a good long while, so I haven't uh, really tested my fear about that. I mean, I'm pretty sure like if I were to go on like the the last time I went to Disney, Jesus Christ, is it's it was <laughs> it's been like seven years at this point, and that's Tokyo Disneyland. I didn't have much of a difficulty time there. Granted, it was. It was in the middle of February in Japan, so it was bumfuck cold. So that's the only thing that was probably different about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like, do I want to be in a strapped to a metal uh, a metal cage in the middle of the cold? Do Where I want I could... the only thing Where... keeping me between falling out and not being this this bar that my hand is literally frozen to. <laughs> yeah, do I not want to like be a part of the steel metal if I just like start crying and then <laughs> like the tears from <laughs> go on. Yeah, the tears my... freeze on your face. <laughs> you just become like a part of the of the ride from that point forward. They're like, and now this is the frozen man zipper. See, here's the frozen man in this one. Who wants to sit with the frozen man? Yeah. Oh God. Um, I don't know. It it was a good experience. It had been a long time, and literally, I remember two years prior to the pandemic happening, I had gone to Michigan Adventure, and every year after that, I said I want to resume the tradition of going to Michigan Adventure. And then, just every subsequent year, it was uh, for various reasons impossible to make yeah. that happen. So this was kind of a way of like meeting that demand. It was like in town, so I didn't have to go anywhere. Um, I discovered there's like a water park in town too, so I've been able to go to that, which also, like all of these are like the bargain bin version of the big one that I usually go to, but I was willing to accept it because I'm just, it's just been a really busy summer for me. But, but yeah, other than that, um, video games have happened in my life. <laughs> <laughs> How about yours, Ken? <laughs> not just you. Not just you featuring a midlife crisis on a, on a carnival ride. <laughs> Wait, is that how this reads? <laughs> just like ah, yes. I remember when this didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It makes me wonder. Like I Jesus, Jesus, like I haven't, like like I said, I haven't been like on those kind of carnival rides in so long. So maybe it's. It's just gonna be diff- different for me if I go on there, but then when, when he just said, "I was like, man, I can't. I, I'm at my limit." I was like, "Oh wow, oh, <laughs> man, timber, oh man, timber's coming out." Oh boy, I I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, when I was really young, like kid, kid, yeah, I didn't even want to do as much as I was doing now. Like I. Well, okay, I would go on the rides that I was doing, but, like, I was terrified of roller coasters and wouldn't touch them. Yeah. Now, I've fully reversed. I love roller coasters, and I hate all the other things. <laughs> like... <laughs>
Well, the other thing is just destroy me. The roller coaster is somehow I'm okay because all it is is like an up down motion. Usually there's quite a bit of a of a break would, between, so like, it's like more a, like about a, like the fear, like a jerk or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like a it's 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 mostly playing into like a fear of heights and sort of the pit in the stomach feeling. It's yeah. not as much the like, you know, oh god, I'm dizzy now, which is not. That that's not the fun feeling anymore for me. <laughs> Dizziness don't need. No, no, that. like I get okay. enough of that from VR. You know the the thing is like when you say like oh like, there was something that I found out. I think I found out something fairly recently that I just have an anxiety of seeing amount of people because I don't know if you've seen like the so the AX um Anime Expo happened during when you were gone, and I don't okay. know if you've seen the crowds at Anime Expo that they. Uh-oh. filmed <laughs> and it was so bad that the police had to come in and say do not accept oh. any more people into the into the what expo the fuck? this is too much i like cons but i i don't think i would survive in there that looks like people would pass out like i'm just looking at them like that's heat exhaustion it doesn't forget covid like you'll either a get trampled or be melt because that's just so much human body. Yeah, heat like imagine one, if like, got, like heaven forbid, like someone pushed and just said gun, you know. Ugh. <laughs> heaven forbid that would have happened. I I know. I hate even like putting that at the forefront of my thought though because it's just too. That's just too raw now. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're taking a risk being in public. I hate it. Yeah, no, and, like, that's how it was for the convention that we have here in Hawaii as well. It was just lines, and the thing is, the lines were so crowded because they were doing um, COVID checks that it just (laughs) took so long, you took longer to wait in line than to be in the actual expo, for for, for me, anyway. And we ended up just locking out and just being like, you know what, I'm just going to buy three-day passes because screw this (laughs) kind of thing. But for There's AX, a... I they they weren't even doing um co- um COVID checks, so literally they were just like, eh, okay, come in, kind of thing. If yeah, you heck if it. you if you pay if you pay your badge or you paid the money, all right, here you go. Yeah, the thing is, we are kind of at that point with the pandemic where it's like we we already established like two variants ago that we're at the point where you either get it now or you get it later. So, like, there's really not... I'm just... Well, I've just been so protecting of myself, <laughs> so... <laughs> I know. You know, there, I, they, they, in... there, there was that thing of, like, oh, you know, scientists want to see how people who haven't caught COVID yet, how they would, uh, like, medical treatments to see, like, if they are, like what, like, one of the people that are, like, immune to it or something like that and i'm just like Mm -hmm. wow if i ever get tested on a scientist on the the aspect that i never got (laughs) on a scientist (laughs) you're gonna sit on a scientist yes i said experiment by a scientist (laughs) oh okay all right all right it cut out so i just heard like i just want to sit on a scientist oh no uh but <laughs> I was just like, what are they doing for these COVID tests? What what no, is the process? You know, how do you know, we how do we test here? You gotta, durability you gotta... <laughs> and physicality. 
But you know, With like if, applied pressure. If if I was like ever tested by someone do, on the aspect of like, yeah, you haven't got COVID yet, you could be like one of the people that could help us bring out like a regular, regular natural cure for it. I'm like, I think they're going to be very disappointed on the fact that I am just OCD to death on cleaning anything I ever come in contact with. That's that's fair. Like my my approach has admittedly not been super careful. But I do have certain things that I think have been helping mostly with just like, first of all, I go out in public, uh, whether or not I wear my mask, I do not touch my face until it has either made contact with hand sanitizer or water and soap. Same. Otherwise, Same. I'm Same. like sitting, like if I'm like, okay, my nose is super itchy. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, shoulder. Can I can I can I scratch my nose with my shoulder? Yes, I can. Okay, shoulder. You're gonna be the new nose scratcher. Can't use my hand for this. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's a big one. Uh, the other thing is obviously just always trying to have a, a mental map of what like roughly six feet away from somebody is. And oh oh, when someone coughs, it's like uh, when someone coughs, I'm like, oh, I, I, is it on me? Is it on me? I feel like it's on me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's also, um, I have this very conscious thing about, like, how I breathe um, around other people. So, like, just today I was walking by uh, a guy. Seemed like a super chill dude. He had, like, some awesome music playing. He had a whole two liter of RC Cola sitting in the basket of his bike in the middle of, like, the downtown campus. Um, I came within what I imagine must have been around the six foot mark of this guy. And I was just hit with, like the swampiest air in the world <laughs> like i don't know when this man took a bath last oh i also i also assumed that was also the problem at AMS. <laughs> oh for sure that's every con there's always a biome around half the people that attend these um so the minute that i that i like felt that i was like nope closing the nostrils not inhaling don't know if this guy has covid or if he just hasn't bathed but I felt something weird on my nose, and I'm not letting it in. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's been effective. And and the thing, to, to your point, to your credit, the, like, if somebody coughs, um, it would... It, it, if somebody coughs, you would think that they were the Dovahkiin shouting at me because I definitely <laughs> recoiled away from anywhere I just, near I, them. I just ragdolled halfway across the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just ragdolled me. It's done. <laughs> the COVID strikes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know how I did it. I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't heard any, anything about that. <laughs> about, sorry, just outbreaks about from Expo. Oh yeah, I had a couple friends that attended Magfest earlier in the year, and they said that they got through okay, despite a couple confirmed cases there. Yeah. I guarantee you there are at least a couple confirmed cases at Anime Expo too, but yeah. it might not have been, you know, it might not have been a spreader event. Yeah, and then Just original, we're, we're... originally, two weeks, this was confirmed two weeks beforehand. They were like, yeah, you don't need to wear your mask. And then everyone was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Are you guys stupid? <laughs> yeah, they did that with MAGFest too. And I was like, I'm glad I wasn't planning on going because this would have made me cancel my ticket. Like, I'm, I'm okay with going to conventions now. I'm not okay with, like, 
everyone just being completely maskless at the event. Like, we're yeah. still in a pandemic. At that yeah. time, we were still definitely in a pandemic. It was, like, January. Yeah, yeah so, and then they were so. like, yeah, we hear you. We're going to enforce the, the mask <laughs> thing. And I'm like, of course they hear you. You were, th- you were, people were threatening not going. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you. Our wallets have been drained. We've decided out of the goodness of our hearts to do what you asked. Uh, I must say there's a really, uh, I, I'm kind of distracted by this amazing photo from Anime Expo on top of the, uh, they have these like glass escalators, right, going down yeah, into yeah, the yeah. crowd of people. Yeah. And when I saw the thumbnail of this in Google Images, I legitimately thought I was looking at like a scene from a new Final Fantasy game because it looks like like a glass royal court with like the crowd, the crowd of NPCs being like, "Woo, yeah, Lord All Braska," right. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I think Bosch von Ronsenberg would have been the appropriate answer, but whatever. <laughs> I'm Captain Bosch. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Video games. So, games, yes. Um, what have you been playing lately, Ken? I'm really curious about you, because otherwise I'll just be talking about the the things I normally talk about. As I just mute my mic and just walk away and grab a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be playing the role. I'll be I'll be doubling up today, playing the role of Kyo, occasionally interrupting to go, "Huh, what are we talking about? What's going on? <laughs> How did we get here?" But no, I've been so I've been playing about. I've been only playing one game actually. I was I was playing. I was continuing playing on. Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which is the Musou game for Three Houses. It's specifically Three Houses. I've gotten past the second chapter, <laughs> but I only am at like the sixth or seventh chapter. I think I'm at the sixth chapter, and I'm only halfway through the game, I think. Or about half. <laughs> and Okay. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I've I've put in about twenty two hours in it and only um on chapter six on my first first playthrough of it. Is it like a companion piece to Three Houses, or does it like directly? So is it like a sequel, basically? No, it's alt history. Oh, okay. So like it pretty much protects if you like the like the story of Three Houses. You can still play Three Houses. It's not a companion piece or anything like that. But this character that you play is pretty much an alt history. What probably did happen in the original game is um, Byleth probably originally met this character and then killed him or her in the original oh, okay. timeline. Gotcha. But, but this time this around, Bliet dies. No, Byleth uh, doesn't die. You you get imbued okay. with a power that is fairly similar to Byleth's power. And then you survive, and then Byleth just was, just shrugs it off and be like, huh, that's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Byleth's just like, weird, I feel like my life was supposed to be different. Oh, well. So, and then, I don't, I don't know if you ever played the beginning of Three Houses. So, basically, in the beginning of Three Houses, um, Byleth meets up with the heads of the Three Houses in the forest, shrugging off a bandit attack. Yeah. 
But in this Very one, exciting and unique <laughs> writing. And in this one, it's you. It's the character in that is the main character for Three Houses, who is a mercenary, same like Byleth, that runs into them okay. in, instead. All right. For a minute there, I thought you were going to be like, but this time you're going to be playing as the bandit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh yes, living my deepest fantasy, playing the bandits from Three Houses. Yeah. So basically, it's like, oh, what happens if Byleth never met the people? And this character did. And gotcha. So it's much... the, so we still have all of the house leaders, just yeah, different perspective. Yeah, slightly so... pinker hair. It looks like according to the cover. <laughs> uh, that's that's the the Byleth rage thing, you know, the ancient power that they oh, have. Oh, all right, all right, yeah. Byleth super saiyan pink hair. Yeah. No, it's gold for Byleth, specifically. Or, like, not gold, like, offish, greenish. See, so it's very mm. interesting because I want to hear what Byleth has to say, or, like, because apparently you can <laughs> recruit Byleth in, in the game as a playable character. And I want to see what Byleth does and what their story, like, is like not meeting the people in the three houses. Yeah, that is cool because I think, unless I'm forgetting something by like you inhabited the role of being byleth like byleth was not a character per se you you were him so what is byleth's personality devoid of a player you yeah know? yeah Pretty what much if he's just ellipses the whole time <laughs> <laughs> but it, it makes it sound like because it's so like even before the game it makes it like byleth is just like a, an amazing skilled swordsman or swords person so it, I guess it continues down that path, like, oh, what if he or she ends up being just more powerful? But I'm not too sure. I have to recruit Byleth and see what happened. See, so it it makes her makes Byleth seem like a really strong character, even without the player's personality, so to speak. Uh, it's also hey, kind of it's also kind of kind of interesting to see how the other characters interact without Byleth's interaction from the original game as well. I, I was actually, that, that, that brought up a good uh, question of just, like, was, uh, is, like, what is the canon, like, is it girl Byleth, boy Byleth, or, like, is it, is it so, based on what you chose as your protagonist's uh, I, gender? Like, how do they do it? So, no, you can choose. because it Basically, they'd be like, oh, a character comes up to you and be like, oh, there you are. What's your name again? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Ver I. You know, we had a really close relationship. Uh... Yeah, no, pretty much that's how it is. <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's like a Professor Oak thing where like, oh, you're, you're like good friends with my grandson. What's your name again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what were your pronouns again? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, so when you go to Violet, you could be like, oh, because Violet's nickname is the Azure Dragon, I believe. And they can be like, oh, what's the Azure Dragon's real name? And they'll be like, you can make Violet whoever the fuck you want. You can even call it, like, Bob or something. <laughs> Jimmy Joan John, I don't know. But, and you can also assign the gender of Violet as well. Believe me, if I ever have the opportunity, I am calling him Blyeth. <laughs> Blyeth. 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 So, 
it's it, it's really interesting and it is a companion piece to three houses so like if you play three houses a lot of the character beats are somewhat the same and it's very interesting to kind of compare the character beats to be like oh this carried over from three houses and this is without bilas interference or interaction of them being a teacher and stuff what happened but pretty much the the first like three or four chapters is you at the at the at the school you don't really interact with the school all too much and after the fourth chapter you do the time skip okay so right into the, the 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 war between the the empire and and the church and all the other the other lords and stuff between the three houses right yep. so three houses the band of the hawks yeah. i think i got it <laughs> and what's very interesting is the dlc characters from three houses are also in this game However, I did not know that, and I was like, who the hell are these people? Because <laughs> I don't remember them. <laughs> and I had to look it up, and they were like, oh, they're part of the Asher whatever. Uh, they were part of the Asher Wolves or whatever. I think that's the, the, the house for the DLC. But it was just like, oh, you, you're part of that. <laughs> so that that was also very interesting. One of the things, though, is... I'm pretty sure certain character beats didn't happen as well. So, like, for example, Dimitri, or the the, the leader for... Yep. Blue Lions. Yeah, Blue I think Lions. that is Dimitri. Dimitri, yeah. Uh, he doesn't get his eye slashed in the time skip. In the time skip, he still oh. has both his eyes. That's how you know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so it's very it's, it's interesting and also the time skip the character designs are slightly different because it's not like how it was beforehand. Um, I'm also very interested to see how what happens if you play the other houses because I'm I'm playing um, Red Eagles I'm playing the Red Eagles right now so I'm playing Edelgard's one so I'm wondering how it what would happen to Edelgard when you play the other houses. I'm pretty sure the same thing that happens in Three Houses happens in this, where she gets corrupted. Because it also gives a little bit more of, like, what happened when she went missing for a bit. If you played the the Red Eagles uh, timeline as well. Because she goes missing for, like, a, a, a good chunk. And you can play that mission. See, I would have really dug just a full alternate history with it where actually that wasn't what happened this time around and like one of the other houses was the one that that got twisted yeah like can yeah. you imagine the gold the golden deer or whatever the whatever the <laughs> hell being like actually <laughs> well it could be I, just, the bad I, I've, I, I haven't gotten it i have a sneaking suspicion that it's the 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 blue lines this time around because they they've harbored a bunch of people that has that corruption and along the it, it's similar timeline that they aligned themselves with the church so who knows if the church is going to imbue th- um dimitri with more power and then that corrupts him maybe not having that eye 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, you have depth perception, so you suddenly shot up several points in our selection process for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so like it's... They, they, they didn't they didn't ever show the test, but like in the original game, like he was like, okay, we're gonna choose you, and then you know, like, catch that moth, and he misses, and like, ah, too bad. So, so it's like it's very interesting because you don't even get the the whole Edelgard turns evil thing plan. Like she goes against the church in the in the dungeon, like how she originally turns. You know that doesn't even happen. It just when she goes back to the kingdom, and defe- and you usurps her her uncle or father, I believe, and becomes emperor herself. She's just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna stay here and make sure that everyone is reigned under my reign. Like, the whole thing of, like, yeah, I'm going to usurp the church. That plotline doesn't happen until they're like, yeah, we're going to take over everyone now. Okay. Like, you don't even see the Death Rider, the Death Knight. The Death Knight is technically in your party, but he's not dressed up as the Death Knight. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very, very interesting. Hello, fellows. (laughs) I am definitely here on... (laughs) <laughs> good pretenses and it's like his 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 special attack is literally the death, like a death knight move because like even if you don't have the scythe he just randomly gets a scythe and attacks everyone oh my gosh no that i really want to see a game do that one time where it's just this bold face thing it's like hey i can't wait to go on adventures with you and then you'll like get into an encounter and you get his ultimate, at which point he's like, ah, death soul leech, and just, like, crushes this person's throat in his hand, and they're like, are you sure that you're not, like, like, evil? Like, that seemed really, really evil. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm really happy to be on this adventure with you guys, and, you know, uh, getting getting all the Dragon Balls will be great. It's, it's fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just love this idea of, like, a character who is so obviously evil in gameplay and not at all in the actual story yeah and you know like he becomes like a kind of non-factor within this storyline because of that because of the fact that like oh yeah he's he doesn't need to take the moniker of the death knight because edelgard's plan isn't it doesn't need to be in action anymore so (laughs) he doesn't need to be in the moniker of the death knight anymore so he can just be himself he could just be a normie What's also very interesting, <laughs> so like I said, I haven't played the other, I haven't even played the other houses in the original three houses, so I don't know if some a, a similar scenario happens with this, but in the early games, you're when you're playing as uh, Red Eagle, you're able to rescue someone that got captured from the original, uh, uh, from the house beforehand, like a year before. She's probably my most favorite character, Monica. <laughs> She has such a basic Monica. ass name too, Monica. You say that, but like I actually always loved the name Monica. Um, there's a few reasons for it. Part of it is that the word the name Monica runs through for some reason like three generations of the women in my family. But also, um, are you gonna you know, have a, a, your, one of your child's names as the Monica? Or a, know, it's a, a very pretty, it's a very pretty name. Also. I had a crush on Monica in Dark Cloud 2, so that was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, she was good. She she was a good girl. Um, so I don't know. I, ever since I, I saw that character, I was like, Monica's a good name. 
I don't know if do you have any other do you have any names like that from like you know characters that you really liked in games that suddenly um, just warmed you up to the name as a whole? Erica. Erica. But, but Erica with a K, not a C. <laughs> and what is that? What um what was Erica for? Like what game was that from, or was it a different media? Uh, Pokemon. Okay, I need to remind myself who Erica was in Pokemon. She Erica was the grass gym leader from the first gym. Or from the, the first gym. Interesting. I don't I didn't even remember Erica. I played I played this game. I watched this anime. I don't remember Erica. <laughs> huh. What a What was her personality like? Was she just like super airy and like Kimono girl? Or? Kimono girl, yeah. She she was the grass gotcha. gym leader, so her her arc in the anime was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make perfume. Ash, why are you being so rowdy and boyish? In in in, in battle, you should really learn to respect Pokemon and all its feelings. And then a fire breaks out, and you know everyone's like, "Oh my God, I'm dying!" Because grass Pokemon <laughs> in a <the> fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yes. As I was scrolling through this page, I'm like, oh, yeah, the bioplume thing. She was the one with that. With the gloom. Yeah. She loved the gloom. She loved the gloom. Yeah. Oh. And then I, I've yeah, always so. loved the, the actress. Uh, Erica Lindbeck? No, Erica Toda. <laughs> and oh. She's a Japanese okay. actress. And she played uh, Misa Misa in the Death Note movies. Ooh. I did really like the character of Misa Misa, but I, I don't know. I rem I never managed to survive long enough into the. Okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't watch the good Death Note adaptation, <laughs> so I only have the bad one to go off of. <laughs> you only have the Netflix movie to go. Off. Yeah, yeah. I should probably go back and watch the the original one because if 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 she did a good portrayal in that, I could probably, it's probably better. <laughs> than that as much problems as I have with the second movie which she is technically a part of because they had to retonally had do a, a lot one. of yeah so they made two it was a two part movie oh I didn't even know that okay so well technically three parts if you consider light well, up the new world in 2016 yeah two, technically four <laughs> so there's there's the first Death Note movie, which is a kind of one-to-one beat adaptation all the way up until Misa Misa's introduction. I mean, they introduce another character, but it, it, it just shows that how Light is going to be ruthless towards everything. And it was very impressive at the time because they did the they did the train Ray Pember's death, uh, train death scene in it. Ooh. And it was impressive at the time because Japan does not have film permits. So how the hell they filmed that was very impressive at that time. Uh, how did how did they was it just green screening? Just like no, filmed they the used the, the actual train? line. They bought they blocked they bought out three carts, I believe, and they just pretty much surrounded people not to go inside the trains. <laughs> just like I I I I need to get to work. No, you don't. You're gonna wait here. And we're gonna you film have to this. go in the back cars of the trains. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like they how they did it like let me let me look it up. 
I mean, if they just went during off hours, I mean, it's not like it's rush hour in the subway all the time. No, there's no off. <laughs> I mean, they, no could go at the mi- <laughs> they could go in the middle of the night, which is probably when the trains didn't, didn't uh, run. But, like, back then, the how, how they did it was very, very impressive. Especially because Japan doesn't have film, <laughs> film permits. That is just insane. So yeah, they I have mean, the first to one. To be fair, I don't, <laughs> I don't have full permits for anything I've made either, so I get where they're coming from. But <laughs> you know, they they had the first Death Note movie here, and which is a really good adaptation. Then they had Last Name, which is a somewhat okay adaptation of Misa Misa storyline, and then they had L figuring out who Light was, and did a pretty much a very interesting. Maneuver to find out how light is Kida in this one and was able to kill Kida. Okay. And then <laughs> they have another movie which is called L Saves the World, which is basically what happens is at the end of Last Name, L writes his own name in the Death Note, giving him a 23 day buffer. Of like, yeah, this is how I'm gonna die. So he finds out through a, a loophole of the Death Note that once his name got written, there's no way that someone else can write his name in the Death Note as well. So that's how he finds out that like is Kita. Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I also see here like the synopsis is uses he Detective L uses the last twenty three days of his life to prevent a group of scientists from spreading a lethal virus. Yeah. And you mentioned that made me think about, like, did he just go in the book and he's like, I will die 23 days from now yeah, after I prevent the group of scientists from spreading a lethal virus, and then he just has to fulfill that wish that he put in the book, basically? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. So, pretty much, after L changed the world, there's a new generation, which is a alright movie, but everyone's like, Eh. <laughs> but the the one that everyone was really excited about was uh, Light Up the New World, which is pretty much a 10 year after the fact. So It's so it, exciting it got a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so <laughs> exciting. Of course, you're not going to be, because it's, it's pretty much fanfic at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like 10 years later when no one matters anymore. Here are some new people. Yeah, so I mean, they uh, introduced like they 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 brought back uh, Misa and all that stuff, and then they have a, a successor of L and and things like that. So, but overall, yeah, I'm I'm partial overall, to the name. Overall, three hopes sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm I'm partial to the name Erica. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we got here <laughs> and i'm partial to the name monica thank you everybody for listening no, um, so <laughs> uh so was three hopes the only game you had on your roster was that like the the, the yeah cord? like if uh, if i'm playing 22 hours of a single game while working full-time and doing doing things like this that's pretty much the only time i have fair enough um so Interestingly, my my game time has been very, very stream-centric, so if you've been following my streams, you already kind of know what I've been up to, um, but 
Uh, I got through Metal Gear Solid 3 a third, a, a second time. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I loved it so much I played it three times. No, um, two times. I was going to say, are you going to do it a, th- a third time for, for when you do your video? Well, you know, um, no, because I, I was actually recording for the second time. That said, though, the damn game basically made it so that I will have to play it a third time at some point. Because when I got to the end of the game, right, I was really careful about doing, like, uh, a, a Peace Walker run. I was painstakingly making sure I was not using lethal weaponry and everything was going swimmingly. And I get to the end, and it gives me the card that's like, okay, here's what she did. Uh, I forget what, I think I got, like, Gecko or Newt or something. That was my, my, my yeah. title. And it gave me 15 killed. I killed 15 people. I was like, what? And then it occurred to me that in the first area of the game, I was struggling to deal with the Ocelot unit. And when they caught me and I felt like I was at a point of no return and I just was frustrated, so I pulled out an AK-47 and shot a bunch of them to death. (laughs) And then I said, okay, that was fun. Let's reset. I eat the fake death pill and then I hit continue and then I was like, cool, blank slate. We're still going to get the Peace Walker nope. achievement. That was all an alternate timeline. Nope. Those kills all still mattered because You'd I didn't had quit. You had played exit game and then reload it. I didn't fucking know. I didn't know. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that's how I didn't get Peace Walker. um the worst part is that it meant that there were many parts of the game that were like dead ass boring for a viewer that didn't need to be um my walk in the sorrows river had no corpses there were no ghosts it was empty when i saw that i thought for sure oh this is good this means i did it good no one's dead so how could i possibly not get the achievement no, so it, it takes fact from your entire save file. So even though Alternate Snake <laughs> did not kill those 15 people, but Snake in someone else's save file, in that same save file from an alternate universe, did kill those 15 All people. <laughs> the, I, in order to get Peace Walker, the entire multiverse of Snake had to have not killed anyone. Yeah, on that, that save file. That is what it fucking requires. <laughs> Easy. Uh, easy. 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 I guess the one positive thing is that I realized at the end that there were some achievements revolving around getting, um, like, all the camos and face masks were things that I missed. Yeah. Um, and I even missed one that I actually got the first time, which was the, uh, I, I somehow did not get the, um, oh, I can't remember the word. All that's in my head is the word Budokai, but that's not it. The, the, the Kabuki masks. Kabuki. <laughs> I know, very, very he similar just, words. He just said Goku coming out. <laughs> just, <laughs> Snake's just wearing a, like a Goku mask. It's like, where are the Dragon Balls? Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. So... Yeah, I did actually get the the croc hat, though. I was proud of that. And my fight with the end went worse than ever before, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Um, I just couldn't... 
like anytime he showed up, he would outsnipe me. And there was literally one moment where he was he was at a sniper roost, and I aimed my sniper at him. I had a faster draw than him. I shot a bullet, and the minute where the bullet would have made contact with the end's head, he disappeared and was suddenly at a different sniper roost and shot me. He just, like, teleported completely. It was like, nope, that shot you took, that thing you saw, wasn't real. Was not real. Um, so, I I don't know. The, the entire streamed version of my run feel, felt cursed because this kept happening to me where, like, I was doing things correctly. The game just decided I hadn't. It just decided, nope, you definitely got spotted there. Nope, there definitely wasn't a guy where your scope was lined up. There definitely wasn't... Uh, um, you definitely didn't have good timing with your cigarette smoke. Like, all these little uh, moments. Uh, on the other hand, Mountain went a lot better. I actually got the Choco Chip Skin, which lets mm-hmm. you actually blend in there, which I think the first time through I would just had like, leaf you get, pattern. You get, atta- you get attacked by a freaking scorpion. Yeah, that did happen. But I, I like, remember the time that, that I, the Jack. time I popped into your, your stream, you're like, oh, oh shit, dog, don't notice me. Oh shit, snake, <laughs> don't bite me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't notice me. No. <laughs> Go away, snake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a I had a gay old time with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really loved that game. Um, I don't know how yeah. I'll feel about any of the other Metal Gear games, but three is definitely oh, deserving yeah, three, of all. Three, three is one of my favorite games of all times. Like if I had to, like if someone said "Gun to Head," which is my favorite game of all time, it would have to be Metal Gear Solid Three because it had enough enough of tone and cheese in throughout the game that I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a unique flavor of, of storytelling. Um, <laughs> especially, I, I mean, it had a really weak, like, third and three quarters act, and then it just yeah. fully makes up for it with the final act. Like, everything that happens after you get to Lake... Baba Ganoush, whatever the fuck, um, you, uh, that that all is just prime everything with the the flower field and me not having a kabuki mask, which made the flower field harder. Um, me having to eat my pride when I was really struggling with that fight my second time around, and I was getting frustrated because the first time around I I kicked ass. So I was like, what's going on? Why am I not doing this right? So I was like, uh, whatever. I found. I found the uh, the white snake that was there, which is named yeah. after um, the one in Metal Gear Solid Two, the the snake guy. Solid is. Um, uh, yeah, Solidus, all, yeah. I found all, the, I, all three I, of them are there. So, uh, yeah. Solid, liquid, and Solidus. But I found the Solidus snake, and yeah. so I was like, "Oh, before before this fight continues, I should really ask paramedic what she thinks about this." And she had zero opinions about the Solidus snake, so I was disappointed. But. Um, she did decide to inject a hint about using like magazines as a distraction. I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't think about that." Also, when I first started, when I first heard her say that, I went, 
magazines. She's going to read the porno mags that I've got, forgetting that that's labeled as book in your inventory. So it didn't occur to me that it meant like gun magazines. So yeah, it was a, it was a whole thing. But um, yeah, once I was able to distract her, that was like, that made a huge difference in my ability to do that fight. Um, so that was the Metal Gear experience. And since then, I've moved forward to Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos. Um, which this one, this one's been a lot of fun as well, but it's for different reasons. It's been so long since I played an RTS game and it used to be one of my favorite genres of all time. When I was like 10, I played basically all of them, right? Age of Empires, Red Alert, Command and Conquer, uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, uh, especially a lot of Warcraft 2. Uh, 3 had the unique place of being a game that did not run on my computer. Uh, my computer, my original PC could not handle, I think it was a compact Presario Pentium 2. It had like the speakers built right into the monitor. It could not run Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos. But what could run Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos was a random land cafe, um, like white box computer on top of a gas station in Romania. So I went in there and I remember playing the pro like the prologue and the first couple missions of the human campaign and being like this is amazing i can't wait to play this on my computer at home well it was going to be like another eight years until i got a new computer so by the time that uh i could feasibly play warcraft 3 i was already kind of over it um so i it never entered really re-entered my zone at that point i was more concerned about whether or not i'd be able to play world of warcraft the answer to which was i couldn't my parents wouldn't let me pay 15 dollars a month for an account so it didn't happen and instead i just borrowed my friend's world of warcraft account um where we went down a rabbit hole because his brother also shared that account and his brother didn't like that i was kicking him off when i was logging in so uh we installed a keylogger on the machine so that i could get a hold of the new password that he'd changed that account to uh, so that we could then basically wrest control of it and uh, yeah it was a whole thing uh, long story short I now can play a free trial of World of Warcraft to level 20 which gets me access to basically all the content in the first three expansions uh, and Warcraft 3 Reforged is a thing which means I was finally able to you know experience this game that I wanted to play when I was a child so here we are uh, and it's been pretty fun so far. I don't know how many minutes of just me talking that was, but I, I hope you're still here again. Um, so that's Warcraft 3, uh, the experience <laughs> of... That, 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 that explains <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, well, uh, it appears that I must entertain them myself very well. Uh... <laughs> As soon as you jumped off to Warcraft, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to grab a beer. <laughs> I don't know if you caught um, any of that, but I went... No, it, I it did. Was I, was tim- it was, I, I was yeah, listening. I was listening to Deep Timber Taff there. Deep Timber Taff um, about how you pretty much was like, yeah, we're going to fuck my friend's brother out of his account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all so that I could play like a level 21 Night Elf in Ashenvale. And uh, I was not good at that game. Or, or I sh- let me rephrase that. It's not that I wasn't good at that game. It's that that game at that time demanded far more grinding than I was willing to commit to it. Um, at that time. Know, 
at that time. Yeah, and even now, like I, I would not spend a vanilla Warcraft amount of time leveling a character to level to max level. Like that's just not going to happen. I will try uh, with you know since with like an authentic effort and stop around level thirty when I realize that the hill is too high to climb. I'll get to Stranglethorn Vale, and then I'll strangle myself trying to help the guy get all the little trophies or or complete his journal or whatever. <laughs> Nessuary. The Nessuary's journal. I can't really remember that guy's name. Um, but, but yeah, so that's been fun. People have been trying to give me advice on how to play the game. Being like, hey, uh, did you know that, uh, what was, <laughs> what was the tip that he gave me? Did you know? Did you know that you can use smite on the zombies and it hurts them really bad? And I was like, yes. But it also heals my units. And I would rather have units that are alive. <laughs> so that's what I do. Yes. Um, while having like three different control groups, which I'm realizing the more I play is definitely not how the game wanted me to play because I'm perpetually in like at minimum low upkeep all of the time. I'm just too used to playing other RTS games where, like, my core mechanic was, okay, micro the characters, but also spam the barracks, build a thing, spam the barracks, build a thing. Like, there should always be a thing being built. And Warcraft 3, I think, is one of the few RTSs where that's really not how you're supposed to do things. But I, I just can't shake my old habits. You've played Warcraft 3, though, right? You, you, you know the, the drill. I know the drill. I know what happens. Someone gets frozen. <laughs> Do you know what happens, or did you play the game? Is this one of those like? Uh, I know, you know what happens. I I, I wasn't a PC lore. gamer. <laughs> I like. The I read lore. the five. I read the five books they released on this. Yeah, I love the lore. I love the lore. The lore is amazing, and that's really the reason I've gone back to it. It's also why I'm not playing it on hard mode because fuck that. That game is hard <laughs> enough. There's like a, there, there's this tipping point like the 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 scaling of this game is so weird because you go through the prologue which is a tutorial and then you get to the human campaign you have two like absolute eye-rollingly easy levels and then it goes okay are you ready to survive for 25 minutes against the undead horde i'm like yeah let's do it and if you're playing on hard mode it is almost physically impossible to survive 25 minutes they go full overwhelm at the 10 minute mark and it never stops pouring so the fact that it's like that much more difficult and you also have an optional objective that means sending your units away from the base so you can't just turtle the whole time makes that one like seriously stressful if you can survive that mission then the game doesn't get hard again until like 70 70% of the way through so there's just like one insanely difficult mission in the first two hours of the game and the rest of the game is not really like that. Like, not th like for the most part, never hits that high again. Until you get to, I think, the Night Elf campaign, where it's just always hard, because the Night Elves suck. Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, I've been having... That, that's all been good. Um, I think those were kind of... The two... The two major games that I played was like Metal Gear, that, and and trying to prepare the video about Xeno Clash, having finally finished reading The Island of Dr. Moreau, which has some seriously uh, interesting context and implications in the arc arcing story of Xeno Clash 1 and 2. Can't wait to pull that all in so, for so the five I of you that care. I have a, I have a, I have a quick question. Uh, you can yeah. 
You can choose not to answer this, and I can cut this out if, if you decide not to answer. <laughs> no worries. But um, I was going to ask about what, what was going to be... Because you said you were going to do a, a, a video for Metal Gear. What was going to yeah. be the, the, the main topic, if you don't mind me like asking about that? Yeah, no, you can you can ask. I'm, I don't even mind sharing. Like, If my video can't stand without the surprise of what the topic is, then that's, you know, not a very good video. Um, the concept was built around um, why Metal Gear Solid 3 um, is a... I, I'm still working on the title, but, like, why Metal Gear Solid 3 is a game best enjoyed played. Because when I first experienced Metal Gear Solid 3, I experienced roughly three quarters of it watching a Let's Play. Um... And I basically wanted to explore why it was that when I watched Metal Gear Solid 3, I thought it was a mediocre game at best. When I played Metal Gear Solid 3, it was one of the best games ever. And having it be so dissonantly different. I don't think I've ever had another game where the difference between playing and watching was so substantial. Um, I think especially in more modern games like it gets that line gets less and less where it's like oh you could just watch this and it'd be like you you basically get it especially if you play games like it i think it's probably down to like just how unique mgs3's mechanics are and even how clunkily executed some of it is like it's fucking awkward to control but that kind of adds to the charm of it it's it's different it makes it makes you more a part of the experience because it is simply n- not familiar. It forces you to be uncomfortable, and that kind of strengthens your bond with it in a way. Without getting too in details of what actually goes into my video, but yeah, that's that's like that's the thing. I was gonna say, you know, if if you do end up playing another Metal Gear game, you should really play 2 because I think especially what happened in recency eras right now of the last couple years I think it's really important about the message of 2 to kind of reiterate and how it's still even to this day how the message of Metal Gear Solid 2 is really important to know (laughs) I could probably rope into it especially if um Especially if I take a really long time making the Xenoclash video because I may have the time to, like, play through Metal Gear Solid 2 while I'm still making that. So, um, that's, that's, it's entirely possible that I could, like, just rope the overall narrative into that and just talk about, like, MGS3 and 2 and the context of the modern world if I wanted. Um, yeah, I could do that. The next game I was planning on doing was Peace Walker just to, like, try and follow the the timeline but i don't necessarily have to do that especially since that wasn't really the intention of the original chronology yeah i mean with peace walker peace walker is a very interesting game however i think it it's not like i don't think it's a good strain game to be perfectly honest interesting so because of the fact that it it deals with bite-sized mission takes Right, I heard about this, where, like, if you if you just sit down and have it all in one session, it's not very enjoyable, because it gets very repetitive. Yeah. That's fair. 
And to be perfectly honest, it's probably how I would have played it. It's like being like, okay, I'm playing Peace Walker. This is the Peace Walker day. And, uh, yeah, I probably would, would end up hating it because of that. So... Yeah, so there's there's a couple yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a couple of ways that you can go across this, but I guess kind of going into this, <laughs> I, I I mostly used it as a good transition here. To <laughs> did you hear what happened over this past weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, correct me on on any details that I'm foggy on, but the French. A French politician, I don't know specifically what his importance was, yeah. uh, basically put out some information out there that pertaining to the assassination of the former prime minister of Japan, um, he accused Hideo Kojima, he used, fo- he didn't accuse him, he used photos of Hideo Kojima to represent who he thought was the described killer of of the the former prime minister uh which of course um it's fucking hideo kojima <laughs> so no he did not kill the prime minister this he was didn't not kill correct. prime minister uh, former prime minister Abe. no and the no. funny thing is it was originally the the post of this because it, it was made right when the news was happening and it was in not 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 in in Reddit. It was in 4chan. I think it was 4chan. 4chan yeah, it was a 4chan thing. Basically, before was, the prime minister got it, or the the French guy, it was like basically a meme in 4chan. Yeah, and it was it was used in the board that was called like fake fake uh, fake politics <laughs> fake or something piece. along that <laughs> fake politics or something along those lines. And it was just using how you know he looks fairly similar to. The person that shot him, and I'm just like, mm, uh, no. Yeah, and then there's that undertone racism. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Like when I saw that, I, I I don't know. Like there are certain situations where where someone will be like, "Man, you racist, Timbertaff," because like I'm trying to remember what the movie. There was a one of the Marvel movies. I somehow got two of the. African American well, actors I mean, that were in there. I mean, I come actors. across it almost every other day when I compare you and Kill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like that, um, that was large to me. When I was like, man, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell those people apart. But uh, I mean, when we look at the depths that the internet fucking goes to, like the, the Kidio doesn't look anything like the guy, like not even close. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't pick a more, like, um, God, what's the word? More iconic And it was just really face than weird. Be- like he's- it, was, it was really weird, too, because of the fact that the pictures that they chose was fairly, <laughs> fairly <laughs> interesting. And all the tabloids of, like, right-wing media, unfortunately, that decided to run with this... Was like, yeah, no, yeah, he he supports, you know, killing in vain games and supports communism. Look, he's wearing a uh, he's at a Chavez exhibit and he's wearing a bag that has Hugo Chavez on it. That means he must be like a huge supporter of communism. <laughs> oh boy, it's uh, yeah. very interesting. 
a victim of fake news who he himself has made, um, you know, media literally decrying um, fake news and media. Yeah, it's just like so. It's so ironic that the man that is literally talking about in, in Metal Gear Solid 2, this is why I wanted you to talk about it, in Metal Gear Solid 2 talking about, you know, hey, media and misinformation is abundant, especially with the internet and the technology age. <laughs> A man that really pointed out that, hey, you know, misinformation can happen got targeted with in misinformation. Uh. So. And, you know, hit the Kojima production is going to sue any and which anyone that made any sort of semblance of like news articles for this. They're gonna <laughs> as they up. should. I mean, it it boggles me on so many levels because obviously I knew that this was happening for a long time, right? There's like at least a decade of precedent at this point of in an effort to stay current, in an effort to beat their competitors. People who write the news do not fact-check shit. Um, And it is insane. It is insane. People trust this as, like, this is how you know the world. And it's through the lens of people who more or less read the headline and then hit send. Right? (laughs) Like, they didn't... They they did nothing. I mean, wouldn't this have just been fixed very easily if news sources were just, like, Sysis sorted... The, the the fake politics board of 4chan. They're problem solved. We know that it's not real because they fucking cited their sources. But no. They just, you know, just took a poop out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, long story short, it is it is aggravating that that happened. It's also somewhat aggravating that this, you know, it, it, it ties into the video game thing. But it's a story that literally overshadowed... <laughs> The fact that the former prime minister was assassinated because of how big of a deal this ended up being around, you know, celebrity getting defamation because people in other countries are stupid and racist. Well, outside <laughs> of that, I think there was one other um, thing that we had involving uh, yet another interesting decision by a fan favorite company. That starts with the letter U. Ubiquitous software? Ubiquasoft. <laughs> Ubiquitous? Uh, Ubiquitous? Ubisoft uh, fucking decided that Assassin's randomly. Creed. <laughs> randomly. <laughs> yeah, randomly with literally, like, truly, tr- not even an explanation, decided that uh, they were going to cut access to three. Uh, of their games so that you can no longer purchase them or, or, or do anything with them. And only post-fact would even acknowledge or allow people who already bought it to continue to use it. Um, so, fair warning if you're someone who ever wanted to play Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, I would recommend you buy it before September, because after that it will no longer be something you can own. Digitally. Digitally, or let's say at least legally. (laughs) Um, Actually, that's not even true, because if there is no way to have access to a product, it's not really illegal to pirate a thing that doesn't exist. Like, it's vaporware. Like, literally, it's saying... 
they're giving the go ahead to be like, yeah, pirate or shit. Yeah, they're saying point. pirate that man. I don't give a shit. Go, go. We don't want your money. They're literally saying we don't want your money. So, that's Ubisoft for you. Uh, I hate it, of course, because to me, it, it represents the slippery slope that we've been in for the past like five to eight years of digital distribution. Where you know, if, uh, one of the things too is how a they they announced it and just said, "Hey, you won't be able to play it at all," and then people were bitching the fuck out of it for the exact well, same duh. reason the exact same reason that we're, we're we're gonna go into this conversation with but b like you weren't even gonna be able to download it they were gonna delist it completely yeah and then they yeah, walked that was how they saying, started oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah no worries you can if you bought it you could still download it you guys but i don't think the dlc and any of the online servers are gonna be up but it is what it is. I mean, I, I mean, how does this even happen at a company? Like, the dudes in PR who sent this message said, you know, there's kind of a big backlash about this. Like, well, what did you say? Well, we just said what we were going to do, which is that they're not allowed to play the game that they bought anymore. And the legal times team's like, you fucking what, though? <laughs> I, uh, they can't play the thing that they bought. No. No, they can play the thing that they bought. You're going to walk that back right now, mister. <laughs> Because we don't want to get sued. We're not just we're not going to sell it no more <laughs> and support yeah. it. But no, yeah. like I, like you were saying, it is a, a a thing that we've been talking about where over the past couple years or the several years of digital distribution at this point, what makes a game really ours at this point now? Because just as like that, a developer could just be like, yeah, we're going to pull it. You won't be able to play it no more. Generally, um, any game that has an always-on component is the most likely one to be a victim of something like this, because that's that's usually the justification, is that there's some kind of running expense on their spreadsheets that makes them go, yeah, this isn't worth spending money on anymore. They're not going to do that with, like, a single-player game unless it's unfortunately Alan Wake and unfortunately has licensed music that they couldn't renew the licenses for. Um, which I is mean, another the, case where this is like that's still the a whole, thing. That's the whole reason why Crisis Core was imported until right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the reason why physical copies are still worth your time. Because if you have it physically, there is no one in this world that can rip it away from Unless inside of your TV cabinet. Unless they steal it. Unless it's like the Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's inside your PSV or Vita, and you forgot that it's in there, and you sell it. Yeah, yeah. Or you were doing one of those videos where you're like, how far can my PS5 fall and still run, and forgot to take the disc out? <laughs> exactly. Got a million views, and I can't play Alan Wake anymore. Rip. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've said this piece a few... Like you said, we I think we've discussed this multiple times. I do think that game preservation is important. Yeah. Um, it's cool when quote-unquote pirates out there actually do make these things accessible when the original companies no longer gave a shit. It would be cool if every, ca if every game studio did care 
Um, but it would be nice if there was at least some, you know, at least at least some legal protection for being like, yeah, in the event that this game cannot be bought in any meaningful way from the original producers who should be making the money off this, we don't care if you get it through these other channels. Because truthfully, at that point, it's no longer about a financial transaction of like, I am giving you this money to get this game or not. Like, that's and, not in the picture anymore. It, it sucks. Because, you know, like, for, for me, because I'm in a in a weird legal loophole of just, like, I don't want to support piracy because of the other shows that I'm on. That, you know, with music, music is a little bit different because, unfortunately, unless they aren't releasing it digitally, they're not going to have it. But that also comes with a backsword as well because there was a thing that happened in Japanese media recently with a band called Ali where they were just to hit their stride. Then the guy got, one of the drummers got found with pot. And that's a huge no-no in Japan. <laughs> and Boy, if only they saw my state. <laughs> and then when they, when Sony found out about it, they're, they are sponsored by Sony Music. Sony Music is notorious on being really stringent about their content. Their, their songs were number one for anime and all that stuff. They they were the first they were the first opening for Base Stars. And the 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 opening for forget what anime at this point that they were a part of. But it was really, really popular at the time. And they were about to hit their stride and then that happens and Sony was like, Nope, we're gonna delist everything. We are going to scrub their name from the Digiverse if you <laughs> couldn't even find any of their songs. Because wow. they scrubbed. They scrubbed everything. Digitally, nothing. Nothing was found. And we did not know anything what was going to happen with them for two years. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to re-upload everything. But the drummer, we're doing, we're, we're, we're not going to acknowledge. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we made a remake song of a uh, remade version of our of our hit song on YouTube, but we just cut everything of him out of the song. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the the dystopic world we would potentially be in if this kind of thing was happening hundreds of years ago, right? If you'd like yeah. go out and be like, oh, Mark Twain did what? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't put those books on there. No, you stop. You take those off the shelf right now. No one's allowed to have those. In fact, if you own a copy, we're going to burn it. So you better give it here. Yeah. There was there was the whole book burning thing, but we we won't get into that. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of repeating this exact thing. It's literally digital book burning. It's digital book burning of of just mass mass of mass because it's just a push of a button at that point, right? <laughs> Oh, it's like I am I imbued every book is that if something happens to this author, all I have to do is push this button and then all the copies will and, just poof yeah, into flame. All, yeah, yeah. All the cop <laughs> all the copies have like, you know, a, a deployable kerosene inside that when you hit this button, it'll just immediately burst into flames. If your hand is holding onto the book when this happens, I recommend you let go. <laughs> if it's on your bookshelf when it happens, well, sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I guess I guess at least the Steam library is uh, is immune from having the entire library go up and smoke when one of them gets taken down. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's really bad. It's a really bad luck. <laughs> it's such a bad luck, and it it's a game that you know. As much as I love liberations, no one really, no one really was gonna be like, oh my god, the. F- it, I'm never going to play it. But the fact that it's a little bit closer to home because of the fact that it was nearby a trilogy of games that was so great. Because they do this all the time with several games. I mean, they're, they're aside from Liberation, they're delisting a bunch of several other games. It was just that Liberation was one of the forefronts of like yeah, people it's the crying one that people out to. Like, right? Oh, wait, hold on a minute. You're delisting that? There's actually... Um, oh, what... I actually have this wonderful website, um, I don't know if you ever heard of it, called Delisted Games, that tells you what is upcoming that's about to be delisted. Now, most of the time, people don't care about this because it's it's games that were failing or that you yeah. kind of expect would, like, eventually go into a thing. But, uh, for instance, um, it would appear... That on the 31st of July, anybody out there who's a big fan of Pandemic, the board game on Switch, uh, <laughs> that is being delisted from the Nintendo Switch store at the end of July. <laughs> but you if know, this you is... ever, if you ever wanted to play Army of Two, the online is shutting down. <laughs> yep, Metal Man Zeno on PlayStation Four is being delisted from the PSN network. Uh, Jump Force Online services are being removed. No, oh, well, that's that understandable because actually... the because they lost the license at that point. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So that that one was a ticking time bomb from the minute that they had the idea. What if a yeah. bunch of anime fought each other? Yeah, let's just get all those licenses of all those shown in anime, and somehow expect that to last more than a year or two. WWE um, 2K19 and 2K20 is going to lose their online. Well. <laughs> Everybody's golf loses online features on the 30th of September. I mean, this happens all the time. It doesn't get announced because these are not games that are widely cared about. But it's always a sad thing when you paid money for a game and that experience was tempor was a temporal one. Like you can't you can't ever sometimes, go back and experience that again. And you know, sometimes they actually get get it back too. Because case in point, Metal Gear Solid Two and Three um, HD Edition is going to be back on the Xbox Store again after being delisted. Granted, I don't know what Konami did if they changed anything. This this would also be a very interesting topic to go into. Uh, I'll probably play Metal Gear Solid Two and Three again once it gets re re re-uploaded because i didn't buy it originally on the the xbox so i wonder if they changed anything if there's an update to the game to remove certain scenes because they probably had to delist it because they're removing all the historical stuff because they lost the licensing for the historical scenes for the cold war and world war Two and jfk and um Times square for metal gear solid 2 I'm pretty sure that had a time bomb on it as well. Oh, in case in point, they lo- um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man the remaster had to take out the Chrysler building, I think. Because the Chrysler building did not have a licensing agreement for 
uh, Spider-Man uh, remaster or HD edition or whatever the fuck for the PS5. Yeah, and this this also can play into it's a little bit less license based, but um, an example that I like to bring up is um, that there can sometimes be this digital historical revisioning where they're just like. Yeah, something in 2022 has been decided as a universally offensive thing. So we're going to go back and make that not a problem in other games by modifying the original material and ignoring its original context. Um, So taking something like uh, changing McCree's name in Overwatch because of an additional context to who the person that that was named after in real life because there was like a big backlash to it. Um, I get why they did it. And in that case, it's kind of like an online game. So it's a bit different, but, um, but I'm just trying to imagine like, what if we went back in the past and look at something like red alert two, which had the, you know, at this point seems shocking, but there is a level in that game. One of the Soviet missions where you mind con- like have to plant a mind control beacon in the center of the world trade center yeah um you know the context of this this war between evil soviet russia and the united states and you think nothing of it when you played it then you're just like yeah you know this is just the context of the game and the time but if this was an you know a digitally distributed thing that people were still paying attention to in 2022, would they have called for that level being modified or removed from the digital product because it is offensive given modern context? You know the the implications of this sort of thing just bug me. Like I think when something comes out in a given year, it is what it was and should be accepted for what it was and you accept the context for the time that it came in just like you would with anything in history right no one no one looks at a mark twain novel and goes oh yeah his his racism makes sense today no like he that was just how things were back then and you just have to accept that when you're when you're experiencing the work well i think it also if they do do yeah i mean this also kind of comes up with old old film and tv things when it gets re-uploaded to to like the streaming services do you think that if an older game does make a streaming or gets uploaded re-uploaded digitally do you think it should be like hey please be advised of the nature of this game when it was made kind of thing i mean i'm okay with that if they have like a warning that's just like just a reminder here is how you should experience the historical context of a game that at this point is officially old, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Are... I mean, I mean, you know how people are, and people get up, up, obtuse about just the minor things, and if that, and that's the whole reason why you know, like cer- certain uh, streaming services put that in front of their old things because they're like, yeah, we just don't want to be like, we don't want to deal with the backlash of us uploading something that was at the time considered insensitive and want to deal yeah. with the backlash in a modern sense <laughs> but and and yet at the same time um they definitely do like um i had a 
I wouldn't say that it like ruined it for me, but I became aware of the fact recently I was I was trying to watch a lot of old movies that were highly rated but I never watched. And the movie in question was called Leon the Professional. Are you familiar with this one? Yes. Yes. Well, there's a scene in the original movie where um, the girl that he is helping to train to become an assassin mm-hmm. um, is taking aim at an assassination target, and he's trying to teach her, you know, how to aim the gun and how to, how to deal with, you know, a grown-ass man who is your target and how you're supposed to kill them. Um, and she has this little pistol that she's aiming at the guy, and she starts shooting at him, and he starts panicking. And the gun that she's using is not a real gun. It's a it's a paintball gun with, with red pellets in it, so it just looks like he's getting sprayed with blood uh, when it's when it's all fake, and he's really just panicking because he thinks he's actually being shot. Uh, it's a scene that's, you know, necessary for conveying what the nature of Leon's job is and what it is that he's really doing teaching this girl while Mm -hmm. showing what's effectively torture. Um, Something that, you know, I wouldn't say is, like, critical to the movie, but it is a little bit eyebrow-raising when this was in the original movie and then when it gets uploaded to Netflix, that scene is just mysteriously gone. They just cut it out entirely. They were like, nope. Because they just didn't have... want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just took it out. They plucked it out. They were like, nope, that one's that's too much. We don't want this on our streaming service. But we want the movie. We just don't want this part. It's like, okay. Well, we're setting the precedent here that you can just cherry pick whatever you want out of movies and more or less restructure the narrative to be whatever you fucking want it to be as the platform provider. That's a dangerous precedent because it's rewriting yeah. history. Yep. Uh, so video games. So video games. Um yeah, I mean, it it's shitty what they're doing. But unfortunately it it is sorry. It's, it, 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 <laughs> I feel it's, like we it's, put this <laughs> It's it's difficult to to defend any company about this because I like if I'm going to be as I was with Sony I should be the same way how I was with Ubisoft and it's shitty either way granted I understand you know for uh, well the thing is with with Sony they were delisting a shitload of games that no one was buying at that time and then everyone was being a little bitch about it but (laughs) With Ubisoft, I mean, they are shutting down a game that pretty much no one wasn't going to pay attention to unless until they announced that it was going to happen. And then the fact that, you know, hey, they might do it again is also kind of worrying (laughs) to any point of view. At this point, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you can read the news and be really upset about these things that, that are happening. We can get up in arms about it. We can try and petition to have it changed. But at the end of the day, if you want to have some peace of mind, um, the best advice is if you're, if you're looking to buy a thing in 2022 and you want to be able to play that thing in 2033, I recommend you either buy it physical or at least back up a valid functioning copy of it to a hard drive. Don't trust a third-party service 
to um, to hold the bag for you because there's a possibility that they'll lose the bag and then they'll go whoopsie doodle sorry about that guess you don't have that now <laughs> so you know um, unfortunately the big companies have proven that they can't be trusted so trust yourself and unfortunately it, it, it comes to that to that thing of like well you know it, it sucks because of the fact that everyone's like you know digital future digital future this is one of the major drawbacks of, of a digital future and what one of the fears that I have currently well it, it got somewhat re- relieved but one of the fears that I have currently with specifically this is this it's only happening on 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 steam right i believe but i think they're gonna pull everything off of it um but i have a feeling once they start doing this for the major consoles and having a digital only console it's gonna bite them in the ass one day or another granted xbox and now playstation is playing somewhat playing ball now because they're saying yeah we have all these streaming services that could be there, could not be there. We could delist it, could not delist it. But the fact that you could be able to play it again, if you buy it, we won't, we won't, uh, we won't take away that game uh, uh, unless you're PT. <laughs> unless your name's pt fuck you pt <laughs> <laughs> unless you're pt <laughs> pretty much <laughs> any game that you buy digitally as of right now you you are able to play it and that's that that's the one thing and i think the scare of immediately that they were saying that they couldn't say or that that they didn't say that oh yeah you could play the game it's just that it won't be um you won't be able to buy it I think that was giving much more of the panic than it had needed to have been. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to imagine what was... If you were the biggest... Um, if you were the biggest Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation fan in that moment, and once you realized what had happened, was your first reaction like, oh man, I have to play it constantly for the next half month because think, I can never the, play it again. Like, just the marathon the, run. <laughs> think of the speedrunning community for Assassin's Creed Liberation. Oh, uh, yeah. So many new world records were set that month. <laughs> <laughs> and just that just that weekend of the news being announced, they're like, well, fuck. We have to, we have to play it as much as we can. I've got to play this game, and I've got to play it very fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I said, it, it sucks. It really does. They tried to make it a little better, but it still sucks that you won't be able to buy it digitally anymore. For sure. Um, And I think, uh, I don't know, hopefully this stuff shines. I think, you know, we're not the only voices that are doing this. There are way bigger people out there who have expressed concerns about this. And I think it's becoming a more popular sentiment that maybe the bigger companies will realize that they're creating anxiety <laughs> for the they're masses creating, they're, around cre- this sort they're of thing. creating a domino they're creating a domino effect that once it comes down it's going to implode on them literally <laughs> yeah 
Meanwhile, I just have to live with the fact that Star Trek The Next Generation got pulled from Netflix, and now my only recourse is to either buy the $140 box set of all the seasons or pay Paramount money for being douchebags. So that's uh, that's a different can of worms. But uh, Why don't ultimately, you, um, I'll have to play ball because it, it's is, still cheaper. Is it is it available on the other other stuff for VPNing? Other platforms? Oh, yeah. v- I... I'm not aware of any other sources I could use unless I was going, you know, into the the the, the internet booty bay. <laughs> what, what what if it's it's available on Netflix Japan? Well, time to turn on the good old VPN. Oh, there. I see what you mean. I feel like they would have pulled it globally because the whole reason this happened is Paramount was like, "Nope, we have the rights to this, and we're going to start a streaming service now, just like everybody else." But Paramount isn't available in Japan. Oh, sick. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I was like, maybe it's still on there in Japan because Friends is still technically it, available in in Netflix Japan. Good tip. I will. Uh, I, I will. I will think about good old. Uh, what is it? Uh, sponsored, not sponsored. NordVPN. <laughs> or it's literally. I can't. I can't even like act shady about it because YouTubers are literally brazenly saying. Hey, ever wanted to watch a show that's not available in your country? Here's how. It's like, is this um, are we allowed? Is that allowed to be the marketing pitch? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> think that's expressly legal. <laughs> but, but yeah. Shall, shall uh, we go on to questions here? We're just running out. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Let's let's see. I have run. Out of, I hate to say it, but I've basically played Metal Gear. Uh, Warcraft 3, and now World of Warcraft, which I didn't go into any details about, really, other than the whole, like, thing with my friend's brother. Um, but I will <laughs> say this. Him, screwing him out of his name. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, for the people of the world who always wanted to play World of Warcraft but didn't want to pay $15 a month for it and also didn't want to bother with private game servers um, and also for some reason didn't even want to try it once during the entire period of its existence... Um, with any amount of money, uh, there is now a thing with Battle for Azeroth where they've made it not only have um, zone ranges for your levels, so like from 15 to 35 it'll like scale to you, so you don't have to be a certain level to participate, which makes it easy to kind of experience different content and not have to kill like 10 boar butt quests all the time. But they've yeah. also, um, they did what they called a level squish, so it used to be that the level cap in the game was 120, it is now 50. They've applied this in every capacity except one, which is that the free trial still lasts until level 20. So you can now experience the vanilla World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, and the majority of Wrath of the Lich King without having to pay a subscription fee because the free account will get you to see all the all the uh, content. Admittedly, you'll probably be burning a lot of XP um, being level 20 and not being able to actually use that experience that you're that you're grinding, but you will be able to see a large amount of content and and frankly, if you get to the point later in the game where you're like, "No, I want to pay I, I enjoyed this. I want to pay money to see more." You can just pay to boost your account to max level and then uh, that that whole thing's not a problem anymore either. So, they've made it very easy to go and like experience the lore and experience the game at your own pace now without the pressure of having to grind or having to play through a bunch of monotonous crap. So 
I'm I'm going that route. Me and Alchemy Facts are are have started playing a little bit of WoW just to to get into it and, and see see the sights without having to fully invest ourselves the way we might have had to do five years ago when killing two things took an hour. Uh, so that's my PSA about WoW. Anyway, on to questions. If you guys Where don't know, this is coming. <laughs> this is coming from Kyo's Kyo's Discord server at Corey. Yeah, Corey it technically comes from mine as well, but no one ever asks questions there. So, <laughs> why don't you tell them that they should ask questions, Timber? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, it's just going just... be barking, right? <laughs> and no, no, no. This time, we're, no, we're we're lucky. Look at this time. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Miles, who asks. Despite them selling it not even a week before during a summer sale, how do you feel about Ubisoft taking down one of their Assassin's Creed games and making? We kind of covered this, right? So yeah, we kind of covered this. Uh, we talked about this like uh, I want to say thirty minutes ago. So just go check our answers then. <laughs> it sucks, <laughs> yeah. but it sucks. It <laughs> we have some thoughts. There's the time code. Um, Junibug uh, also put asks. The time code, man. <laughs> <laughs> just like here's the time code no <laughs> no 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 you will just listen that's what you will do um juniebug asks any new games caught your eye new games new games yeah timber any new games caught your eye <laughs> uh yes wait yes um stray Anything from in from indie showcase oh yeah i guess stray stray is a double a Game, yeah, Stray's so. Double A. Uh, you play a cat. I don't know anything else about it, but you play a cat, and it's visually very satisfying. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention this. Okay, so Timber, have you? Uh, are you going to play Final Fantasy Remake again? Eh, I well, uh, <laughs> again, no. I because I never did in the first place. But yes, I do want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um. I don't have, like, a set moment in my mind when that's going to happen. May... I don't know. Should I wait until they finish making Final Fantasy VII Remake? Because it's, like, a multi-part thing. Well, I mean, it's going to be three parts, and we don't... And that, that might be six years from now. Or four or five years from now, Timber. <laughs> well, that's what they said. So, so, you, okay, so, okay, okay, Ken. Ken. <laughs> I'm sorry, but here's a little context, okay? Way back in the day, PS2 yeah. era. Yeah. I played Final Fantasy X. I loved it. And everybody yeah. was telling me, Final Fantasy VII, you got to play it. It's the best game ever. I looked at it and I went, wow, this thing's old. I would play it, but I want to see it look good. And around the time that this was the thought in my head, they released the tech demo for the PS3. And I saw what looked like a future res- a future. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> future Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the future of Resident Evil, and I never looked back. Uh, no, Final Fantasy VII, looking great. And I said, okay, I will just continue as as I am, because I know what, that one what? day... You didn't even know I if it was a game or not! <laughs> one day I will be able to play the beautiful Final Fantasy VII they just showed me. That was a tech demo. Uh, <laughs> you, you, so, you poor, poor summer child. You. <laughs> yes. Well, the jokes on everyone else because they really did it this time. It's only been like fifteen years. 
but and they, I could we finally didn't even know it. that the demo was gonna be a game. <laughs> You were I just assumed under the it presumption. would. I assumed it would. Every what other what what tech game. what tech demo didn't get made? What tech demo did it not become a game later? The Final Fantasy tech Final Fantasy Eight tech demo for the dancing for the PS2. Dan- for the dancing. Yeah. So they showed for the Final Fantasy for the PS2 to show off how good the um, the the technology was for the PS2. They showed a upraised version of the dance scene from the first game, or from Fantasy. Oh. Oh wait, so that's what that was—that thing that they keep reposting on YouTube. I thought that yeah. was the original scene. No. Oh, so that game looks uglier. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, the remaster. But we didn't scene. get a remake of that. <laughs> We need a remake of everything that looked that looked like butt. Okay, if it looked like butt, I want it to look better than butt. But also, also timber, timber. It's I. How this this particular game is? It's under the presumption that you kind of played seven, or at least know the story beats. So even if if it's 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 literally a sequel towards seven. I see. Okay, that's good to know, because maybe I really should go back and, and like, actually Final Fantasy VII for the first time ever and, and get that it's, out of my system. It's a faithful, it's a very faithful one-to-one adaptation with minor things here and there, but there are certain characters and certain things that certain characters do that make it feel like it's a sequel instead of a, a remake. Isn't it more of just an extension of elements of the story that they couldn't explore the first time around, though? Uh, not really, because of things that certain characters did. So I'm trying to so hard not to, to talk about <laughs> things that happened in the game. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know some major spoilers from that game, though. To be perfectly honest, I am spoiled on the big stuff. Okay. Um, you know what the, do you know what the, those ghost things are, though? No. Okay. It has to deal with those ghost things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no no just like things that you know characters do acknowledging what those what those ghost things are put behind motive that this yes this is a somewhat sequel to what the game is and um the reason why i bring this up is because they just announced a remake version of final fantasy 7 crisis core Called Final Fantasy VII nice. Crisis Core Reunion. Dirge of Cerberus is you, next, boys. They might do Dirge. Uh, th- oh, see, the thing is, I don't want to spoil things that happen in other in the other games because there are references of things that happen in Dirge in in remake. It's totally fine. It's totally fine because you see, I actually rented and played through the entirety of Dirge of Cerberus without having ever played the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's also fine. watched. I also watched all of Advent Children without having Children. played Final Fantasy VII. No, no, Advent Children might be a little bit like what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Dirge kind of, you kind of, kind of have the press to say. So, but you know. They are going to do that. Oh, and then I guess they did just announce part two for the remake. And they did announce that it is going to be three parts. It always was going to be three parts. Anyone that was saying it was going to be four parts or, 
like two parts only were freaking full so it was always going to be three parts not five it just, it parts was, it was just a happy coincidence that it equaled to the amount of discs <laughs> listen it's square enix okay there's a new kingdom hearts game i don't even know how so chances are it's not gonna ever stop let's be real but they they might do stuff uh, like and uh, they're doing the interview re- reels for Final Fantasy uh, Rebirth Rebirth that's the the title for part two. And uh, they might do other things after this this trilogy of uh, remake. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It's just like Star Wars. They can just be like, you know, what's great? The Final Fantasy Seven universe. What if yeah. we created? Uh, well, I guess they they do call it a universe, right? The Marvel universe. So this this will just be the the Final Fantasy VII universe, and there will just be never ending games. Actually, they've already tried this when they made Final Fantasy X too, where it was trying to extend the universe without directly having any like major things with the original story. So mm-hmm. now, Final Fantasy VII every, every, remake part three. Everyone two. <laughs> Someone was saying. <laughs> Saying, you you know would be the out of ball, out of the world, out of ball thing, of connections, is that somewhere in Crisis Core or in Rebirth you see a Blitzball. Yes, in fact, I I want to play Blitzball in in that game. I want there to be a stadium. Uh, I don't care if it doesn't make sense. There's going to be a big old but water. You you've heard of that that. That kernel and Easter egg, right? In in ten two, right? Um, what was the Easter egg? The Easter like egg is the the little boy that that you team up with in ten two grows up to become an ancestor of the Shinra Company. Oh, I did not know that, but that's awesome. What is that his like? Because of his name, and then he they talk about like there's several nuggets of him talking about experimenting things about the planet wow that would be crazy if if this turns into like the zelda thing where the entire universe is all actually part of like the same timeline I mean, that's what, and that's, there's just that's like an order this, to it that's what dissidia is right <laughs> that's true yeah they're just all in different places which is funny because final fantasy 10 simultaneously takes place a thousand years before and a thousand years into the future of its own timeline (laughs) and then somehow in the future of that timeline which is already more future because it's several years after the events of 10 and 10 2 that then this child several you know who knows how many hundreds of years later is in Final Fantasy 7 that's a lot of there's a lot of lines getting drawn on a, on a whiteboard with a crazy man. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, I'm a fake Final Fantasy fan, and I need to play more of them. Yeah, no, I, I just bring that up because I was like, oh, that's that's very interesting that um, you... You should talk about. Um, I should bring this up because you haven't played remake yet. They did announce it, and I figure that uh, that it it, it 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 got announced. 
Well, hold on. Sorry, I, I might have missed the nugget. What what specifically got announced? Um, that part two for Final Fantasy VII remake. And... Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've made it very accessible for me now. I can literally download it on Steam. <laughs> but um, you, yeah, you can download it on Steam, and it's Steam Deck enabled, which I have my my purchase link. Finally. Oh. So I'm gonna. But you don't actually bring... have a Steam Deck in your hands yet. Not not yet. I could buy it. <laughs> 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 and be like, yes, I can play Final Fantasy VII Intercore or Integrate on on my Steam Deck on this the airplane, the on the airplane, so... and it just dies like two hours later. <laughs> this is just the most preposterous, like, like post. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Just this future where it's like, sir, congratulations, you have earned the privilege to pay money. For something that you want. <sighs> yeah, so my I friend my friend got his, but he only got the base version. He was like, I want to switch it to the two, two, uh, five, uh, 520 or 512 gig version. And they were like, nope, you have to cancel it and then get in the back of the line. <laughs> oh. Uh, I was like, this is what happens when you don't think about, like, you probably want the bigger version. Because immediately I was just like, Ah, shoots, I'm going to pick the super duper ver- pro version because I know for a fact that knowing me, if I get the base version further down the line, I'm just going to regret that I didn't get the, the pro version or whatever the fuck. And sure enough, it happened with him and I was laughing, internally laughing. <laughs> just the the evil chortles. Yes. I can finally play Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade as it was meant to be on the go in in an airplane (laughs) to Japan. Finally as it was meant to be in an airport (laughs) potty. Yeah, an airport porta potty and getting asked by the Japanese person, hurry up, please get out. (laughs) (laughs) I can finally play Persona 4 Golden like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you're just on sitting a on a toilet. This man, <laughs> this man's like, please let me in. I really need to go. Hold on, just a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or like, use the I, I get to finally play Death Stranding, the 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 super duper director cut version, like it's supposed to be. Uh, oh. On a on a shrine in like friggin' Tokyo or something. <laughs> yeah, I could finally. I could fly and play it the way that it's meant to be, sitting in a monastery while I'm trying to practice Zen while waiting for this cutscene to end two hours later. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a bad host, but I appreciate everybody for bearing with this episode where we discussed many a thing, such as, well, frankly, mostly not video games, I think. Um, we talked about disinformation and we went off a huge rant about digital service (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to 60 minutes with Tibber Taft and Ken Uh, except for substantially longer than 60 minutes (laughs) (laughs) Ken where can people find you let's start with you let's start with you <laughs> oh, start with me, Timber Taft. Where can people find you? Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Kyo, where can people find you? 
huh what what was what was what was going on were we talking okay timber taft um so you can find me on twitch.tv slash timber taft where i stream wednesdays thursdays and saturdays uh at various times right now though typically it would happen at 7 15 p.m eastern time also i lied about saturdays those don't happen anymore it's actually on sundays at 10 a.m eastern time but i can't get out of the habit of saying my old times uh, you can also find me on twitter.com slash tippertaft if you want to know my schedule that's probably more reliable than whatever I just said and you can watch me on youtube.com slash tippertaft where I post videos every once in a while my last video is from six months ago and it was about Deltarune but I promise I am working on something please leave me alone it's coming Ken how about you you can find me on my Japanese music streaming not not Jap- Japanese music streaming you can find me on my Japanese industry-based podcast called Ongakudu, where I talk about what's new in the Japanese music industry and what is the top hits of the Oricon Top 10. You can find it on all social media platforms by looking up Ongakudu. You can check out the website where I talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com. Be looking forward to a brand new interview. By the time this comes out, I'm pretty sure the interview is going to be up of a wonderful idol group and it was very interesting because I'm just asked, I, you know, with with an idol group, they answer questions back single there, uh, but single person per person. They, I ask them a question, another person answers, and then I ask another question, another person answers. They did that all except one question. <laughs> and I hate myself because there's eight members in this idol group, and they all did it on this one question. So I had to translate. It, from Japanese to English, all the answers from this. <laughs> now, this is a good thing. I will te- I will tier one sub anyone from either Timbertaff or Kyo, whoever answers this. Who? What is the the group or the answer that I had to painstakingly translate? You will know because there are eight people answering that one question. If you can answer me that or what the company or character that they are talking about to me, uh, DM me on, on, on Twitter at OTYKen1, I will tier one either Timber or uh, Kyo. You take your pick. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream. I know about Robo Robo, uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling, and random things about my daughter. She, you know, she gifted me this wonderful shrinky dink looking thing of a horse drawing that she did <laughs> i remember i remember the freaking horse it's a it's another horse like um she shrinky dinked that and i think let me try try oh. po- post it on here but she 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 i got them a shrinky dink machine for her birthday and then i guess i was like they're never gonna use this and then for Father's Day, I was gifted, um, obviously, her wonderful drawing of me as an iPad and my family as an iPad. And this. Is... Oh, wait, it's in a different shape. Oh, my God. Okay, here it is. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, so I can I carry around that for work. But yeah, I want to awesome. say thank you 
for listening to this wonderful episode of the Potosaurus. Why am I signing us out? You're you're the host this time. You're not signing <laughs> us out. I haven't finished telling people about my bunny. His name's Your Phantom. bunny. He's super cute. I have a I have how, a pet how rabbit. How old is How old is it? Is it a boy rabbit or a girl rabbit? It, it's a boy rabbit, and he. Um, so are you gonna introduce it to girl rabbits so that they can constantly like? I thought I, I I would be doing the world a disservice by unleashing upon them the hell of infinite rabbits that then no longer have pet owners um, because I couldn't sustain that in my apartment. But um, he is adorable. He's five years old, though he was um, given to us from the shelter with the initial promise of he is one plus years. And then after the vet check, I'm like, no, the dude's totally like middle aged. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he's so, super so is, he ra- is he raring to go then <laughs> he's actually pretty yeah he's he's surprisingly very spry for uh for five years funny thing is the um you you always think of bunnies as like being these like really jumpy things he hates jumping he can jump and he can technically jump quite high but is generally speaking <laughs> he doesn't what is it because he's old? <laughs> no, They're no, it's not. It's not, it's not even the age. Yeah, like it's just typically with, uh, I guess, at least this breed uh, known as the mini rex. They, yeah. while they're capable of jumping, they, if anything is over a certain height, they'll just look at it and be like, "I could theoretically jump this, but that's too much effort, so I won't." Right? Like there's a there's an effort threshold where they're like, unless they're literally running for their life they have no interest in exerting that much mm. jumping energy so he's generally cool i'll be posting some pictures to twitter soon of like some of the cool things he's got he has this little tent that he uh that he sleeps in um it looks really wonderful in the photo that i posted but um, I there is say. a giant yeah there is a giant gaping hole in the side of it now that he chewed <laughs> through because <laughs> he really wanted a window but <laughs> he wanted a view <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a view so yeah that tent has a window now um but uh otherwise <laughs> i was, I was uh, gonna ask how how's his uh his uh his his presence that he leaves behind <laughs> um it's not too bad so first of all you must know Bunnies are pooping machines. Uh, they yes, I do know that. <laughs> they will poop a lot. Um, however, most rabbits are able to be litter, litter trained, and in this case, he is litter trained. So, um, well, a combination. I was going to say because because you have a carpeted area that must suck. One day you just step on it. You're not really sure. Well, this well, is this coming is, from me. Yeah, this is coming from me. I don't. I don't know how you guys live. Um, in the mainland because it for 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 uh, here for west coast because i'm a fairly asian family we, we take mm-hmm. our shoes off yeah so for me Same if here. i were to walk on a co- in a corporate area with rabbit presents all over around i might yeah, find so, one of those presents <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't really poop anywhere outside of his um litter box his, because we his, trained him that yeah. way and really mm-hmm. the way that their digestion system works they don't they they basically will only ever poop if they were actively eating when they pooped. Like it, the act of eating is what triggers them to actually make the presence. So as long as you're not giving them food somewhere other than their litter box, they're only ever going to poop in the litter box. Um, and that's how mm. he's been doing. So uh, it's pretty self-contained. 
Also, um, the little presents, the, the little cocoa puffs that he makes, are very, very solid uh, and have no odors. So, like, even if you stepped on it, it it would it would suck to step on a poop just because, like, oh no, it's a poop. But like, it doesn't compress. It doesn't slosh about. It's not diuretic. Like, it's it's a it's it's literally you. Other than you know the fact that it doesn't smell like a cocoa puff. Um, by all by all accounts, if you put it in a bowl with milk, you wouldn't be able to tell. Does that make sense? Have I have I described the presence well enough to, to this was just too much TMI for the end of the stream the, the podcast. Um I don't This know. is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna make this the beginning of <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Potosaurus, and we'll see you again in at the in the final week of July, right? Something like that. Oh my God, Timber! <laughs> oh, it'll be the end of this month. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>